For an insider's look at living like a Spaniard, we're joined now by two guides from Madrid, Amanda Budinger and Federico Garcia Barroso. Amigos, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Federico, you live in Madrid. Mm-hmm. You, uh, To me, you're sort of a quintessential Spaniard. What is it about Spanish character that a traveler needs to understand to kind of be able to go with the flow in Spain instead of being struggling with it? Well, uh, there are so many, so many stereotypes, but I, I really think that one of the ones which is real is that we work to leave. We don't actually leave to work, you know. It's just something that we try somehow. We try to enjoy life. So when you look at an American, you see somebody who's inclined mm-hmm. to have too much, trying to do too much, going too fast, uh, living to work, and, and you exactly, work to yes. live. Well, what about that? You've got the famous siesta time. Uh, everybody's out strolling in the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that bring your life more joy? Well, this is uh, still nowadays is actually a kind of a debate, you know, because nowadays we are really wondering about that. Is it really, really a good quality of life for the Spaniards? Because we have a long lunch, a never-ending siesta. And, you know, the reason for that is because the sun is shining for so many hours that we mm-hmm. obviously do things in a different way that Scandinavians do. And that consequently, that brings a kind of bad reputation as lazy people. And we are not lazy people. It's just that we do things in a different way, nothing more than that. So it's driven by the power of the sun, really. During the middle of the day, you're just Absolutely. smart to lay low, get in the shade, mm-hmm. take a break, take a nap, and be out and be industrious when the sun goes down. Exactly. All right. Amanda Buttinger, you've been in Spain for 15 years or so, mm-hmm. uh, but you're from Maryland. Yes. And yes. you moved to Spain to study. Uh, why'd you end up staying? Did you f- fall in love with a Spaniard or something? No, I fell in love with Spain. I fell in love with Spain, and I had a couple of Spanish boyfriends, and every time I broke up with them, my mother said, are you ready to come home? And I said, no, I'm in love with Spain. Really? Yeah, a Maryland in Madrid. Girl. In yeah. love with, what is it about Spain that, that you would find uh, it's where you want to live your life out? Well, number one, Madrid is a very, it's a very easy city to live in and an easy place to be. And, and the people are just very generous and welcoming. And uh, the language was, for me was a very important thing to, to be a part of and, and use every day. And the markets and the food. and So you like the tempo of life? Yes, yes, yes. Federico was mentioning how, you know, you can live to work or work to live. Do you find that there, there's a different uh, priorities in Spain or is that just a... a oh, no, a I agree. Cliche? I agree with Fede. A lot of times also, you know, Spanish people can be very efficient, but sometimes they choose not to be. They like their coffee break at 10 o'clock in the so morning. So they know maybe. it's inefficient. They oh, just, this oh, is the way yes, we do it. Yes. Not, it's not you bottom know, this, line. Everything's not the exactly, bottom line. Exactly. You earn your living taking American groups around Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh, what advice would you give to an American to appreciate Spain as you have and as you fell in love with it? I mean, some people can come to Spain and come away just with frustration. Other people can come away uh, really inspired by the Spanish. I think love go with the flow and really observe the situation because mm-hmm. Spanish people in the north are very different from Spanish people in the south and mm-hmm. Spanish people in the center um, in terms of how they interact with you in the restaurant and uh, so observe. Really observe, sit back and watch the people a little bit. How do people order? What's an example? Let's say you're in Madrid. You go in Madrid, to... people, you don't say please and thank you and may I, you know, if you learn your Spanish phrase book and you're saying seven different words for that you want a coffee with milk, what you need to do is just say a coffee with milk. Okay. M- maybe add a please, mm-hmm. por favor. Right. Un café now con you leche. go to Andalusia in the south. How is yeah. it different? Um, they're a little bit, you know, they use more words and you might be using a little bit more of the please and thank yous down there. might take a little longer to get the bill also. And something else, you see, most of the cases when we talk about Americans and Canadians who come for the first time to Spain, they may think that they visit a country quite similar to Mexico, Mm -hmm. Argentina, 
Costa Rica, you know, because right. of linguistic and, and cultural reasons. And then suddenly they discover that we are closer to France and Italy in many other ways. Mm -hmm. And that is quite seductive. That is actually a, is a nice surprise for most of them. You know, that is interesting because I bet the average American going to Spain is looking for something related to Mexico. Mm -hmm. And you've got the language in common, mm -hmm. but a tortilla in Mexico is different <laughs> than a tortilla in Spain. Very much. <laughs> Very Now, much. Federico, when uh, Portuguese or French look at Spaniards, mm. what is their impression of Spaniards? <laughs> I, I still remember the last time I was in Lisbon, I could see a really elaborated uh, graffiti located on the walls of the fortress on the top of Alfama. And it was just in a very immaculate way, he said, Hey, tourists, shh, respect our silence. If you want to speak loud, go to Spain. <laughs> Is that right? So Spain's famous for being up uh, raucous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Amanda, you, you're an American who's lived in Spain for 15 years. How do you think the French and the, and the Portuguese look at Spain? I agree. I think loud. And in a conversation, the Spanish people always want to win. If the three of us are talking, you know, there's no pause waiting for the other person to finish their thought. It's, oh, I can so I speak louder than you? you got to get in there. you got to be yes, aggressive. And yes. I find the same thing with ordering when I'm in a tapas bar. Oh, yes. You don't wait yes, for your yes. turn. you got to bully up to that bar and let it be known. I want my uh, whatever. It becomes a challenge. <laughs> Federico, what are the sports passions in Spain? Football. European football, basically. So soccer. Yeah. Soccer, exactly. Yeah. What you call soccer, exactly. Yeah, I'm not much into that, but I, even if my even if I tell you my father is a f soccer trainer, you know, but that is that is a Spanish passion. A Spanish and when you go to the, the soccer stadium, what's the experience like? What do you eat? What do you? How do you dress? Uh, well, you it's actually quite um, casual. You know, people go in a very uh, friendly way, and it's, it's becoming quite common. You know, to take any bocadillo, a Spanish sandwich, you know, mm -hmm. and just enjoy your sandwich just in the middle of the game, you know, people start eating the sandwich and a nice drink, and that's it. And I have to say, I've been in those two big, big stadiums, uh, Real Madrid in Madrid and the, the Camp Nou in Barcelona, the Barca, and they are actually temples of soccer. And even if you don't really like very much soccer, just go and feel the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. that's you know, you know when I was working on our guidebook in Madrid, I mean, the local guides consider this soccer stadium one of the great sites mm -hmm. of Madrid. You go out there and you make a pilgrimage out there if you're, if totally. you're a soccer fan. Our guests, Federico Garcia Barroso and Amanda Budinger, are professional tour guides from Madrid, as we discover the uniquely Spanish ways to enjoy life, like they do in Spain right now on Travel with Rick Steves. Amanda, I was in Spain, and it occurred to me, you've got this invasion of vast American food chains and so on, and there's almost a reaction against that, and the local sandwich shop would say, you know, this is the Spanish thing to eat. How do Spaniards feel about the invasion um, of American fast food, or do they do they react to their own fast food instead? Well, I live in a pretty residential neighborhood, and the Burger King line is quite long on the weekends, and they're all Spanish people. So I think, I mean, the the Spanish people do use the um, eat at the American fast food chains, and their Spanish fast food chains too. They've of course, and then you go to the city center, and you find how those foreigners go to those Spanish exactly <laughs> places. Oh, the, so the the foreigners are saying, "I want to go to a local place," and the local yeah. people are hanging out at Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> That is kind of But there is, a, there is a relatively new Spanish fast food chain called Cien Montaditos, yeah. and it's uh, basically Spanish tapas for very cheap, mm -hmm. and it's very, very popular with the Spanish people. Would also. some Spaniards think, I'm tired of being invaded by American fast food? Let's go to the Cien Montaditos, yeah. So there would yeah. be that, that sentiment. Yeah, What's for breakfast, Amanda? People don't have big breakfasts. Coffee with milk, hot chocolate and a roll, a piece of toast, and then again they have that 
mid mid morning break, so ten thirty. Because dinner 10, 30, was quite 11. late, so you still mm-hmm. are enjoying your dinner. Even you well, yeah, exactly. And Federico, when you were a child, what what are your memories of breakfast? Actually, something quite quite easy as all the things that we have, but especially chocolate, in Spanish chocolate, yeah. hot chocolate, hot with, chocolate with churros. With those churros, with describe churros. this because this is one of my mm. favorite experiences. I'm not really into donuts mm. and and, and mm-hmm. sugary drinks, but mm. when I'm in Spain. Chocolate con churros. churros. Exactly. It's it's actually uh, something quite Spanish. And I will say, specifically Madrilenian, you find that actually in Madrid City, some of the best chocolaterias, where you order for a very cheap price that cup of hot chocolate, very dense, all right? And then you dip in that chocolate. Those churros are the thin ones. Porras are those ones that are a little bit thicker. And these right? are cigar-shaped donuts, kind exactly. of. Exactly. Uh, and very greasy, and you put very it in the sweet <laughs> chocolate. And this exactly. is where you, this is sort of the the nail in the coffin after you've been drinking late at <laughs> night and you go and have a chocolate con churros at 3 in the morning after the place right, right. uh, done or something. That, that place is open 24 hours. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. What is the place? Thing. I know the place. What's San Ginés. San, San Ginés, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Amanda, when you think about uh, Spain and, and all the diversity in Spain, what part of Spain would be considered the most quintessentially Spanish from a language and a culture point. I think Salamanca has a a great academic history and and wonderful language and a lot of people go there for the real the real Spanish experience to study and to live. We actually have a proverb in the Spanish language that says quien quiera aprender que vaya a Salamanca. If you want to learn something you have to go to Salamanca. Salamanca is a place where supposedly in those Renaissance times, you know, cultivated people were there learning the immaculate Castilian language, you know, mm. and many more things. And then we find those universities now. Still nowadays, it's a university town. So Salamanca is like one hour northwest from Madrid or so? Two and, about, yeah, two and a half. Two and a half hours. Two and a half to three. I was going to think Andalusia because many of our cliches of Spain, flamenco and all that, are down in Andalusia in the mm. south. But this is interesting here. Two Spaniards explain that Salamanca is the pure Spain, Castile is the pure language, mm-hmm. and Salamanca is the Oxford or the Cambridge mm-hmm. of Spain, the historic university town. Exactly. And it's got, I think, the greatest square in all of Spain, the Plaza Mayor. Oh, it's a beautiful square. Totally. That's where you need to just sit down and just, have your coffee for three hours or mm-hmm. your glass of wine for three hours. I agree. Let's finish this discussion about being a Spaniard by sitting on the square, the Plaza Mayor, the greatest square in Spain, in Salamanca. What would you do? What would you see? First, Amanda, and then Federico. Sitting back and watching the people, but also watching the colors on the 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 stone of the architecture. It's just this really, really special color stone, and it changes throughout the day. And you can watch that as you're watching the people change in their daily routines, walking through the square, going to work, sitting down themselves, waiting for the musicians, the tunas, to come out and play their song. And so the troubadours, the tuba bands, yes, these, yes. Uh, like a strolling, uh, flirtatious mm-hmm, men's mm-hmm, choirs mm-hmm. and with their tambourines and their guitars. And their capes. And their, and their capes, so, yeah, so yeah. Uh, genteel and exactly. uh, chivalric. And then surrounding you are statues in all the niches of all the great Spaniards. Exactly. Federico, continue our, our, our magic moment in the main square as the sun's going down in Salamanca. Yes, actually, Madrid and Salamanca, if you enjoy architecture, they are offering to you the best, undoubtedly the best examples of Castilian civil architecture. But it's much more than that. It's just to sit down there and enjoy the atmosphere. So you're going to pay extra to sit at a table on the square, but it's not going to be. It's not going to break the bank, and it's, no, it's no. one of the best deals around. You'll pay <laughs> totally. double compared to sitting at the bar. But don't <laughs> shy away from that. It's a good thing. Pay the most. Sit and you don't. On the you don't have to. You know, the, in America, oh, they bring in the check before you've actually put the fork down on the table yeah. to finish your meal. And there, you can just sit and linger, and, and nobody will come and bother you. Beautiful. Amanda Buttinger and Federico Garcia Barroso. Gracias. Gracias. 
Each year, Rick's tour guides take free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Spain, Portugal, and beyond, one small group at a time. This year, we're featuring tours of Barcelona and Madrid, the best of Spain, the Basque Country, and the heart of Portugal. For a free catalog and Rick's Tour Experience DVD, visit the tour pages at ricksteves.com.